Thank you for joining United Methodist Women's Faith Talks podcast. Faith Talks offers spiritual growth content to members of United Methodist Women, as well as all women of faith. I'm your host, Jennifer R. Farmer. I'm the author of First and Only, A Black Woman's Guide to Thriving at Work and in Life. I'm also a consultant for United Methodist Women. Today's Faith Talks is gonna focus on gratitude. And this segment comes as a time in the year where we're one week away from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a time when many people think about gratitude. But for many Native people, Thanksgiving is also a time of mourning. It's a period of mourning uh, the genocide of Native people. And speaking of genocide, it's much broader than uh, what we initially thought. You know, our last Faith Talks podcast, we uh, spoke with several Indigenous leaders, and that was very insightful and informative, and we hope to have them back. As we think about this time of year, we want to uh, ground ourselves in the reality of what happened and also the promise for the future. We think about um, ways to be grateful, and we think about the practice of gratitude, even as we acknowledge the atrocities that were done to First Natives nation's people. Um, So today I'm excited to have several guests to have a conversation about what it means. I'm sorry, (laughs) my dog basically burst his way into the room. So we'll have to edit that. um, We'll have to edit that part out. Um, Let me get back on our our session. for my guest today, part of our what we're talking about is how do we hold space to remember, you know, the atrocities committed against First Nations people, and also participate in what has become a cultural tradition of of gratitude and gratefulness at this time of the year. Well, I think one of the ways that we do so is we learn about this nation's history, which is our collective history. Um, we also amplify work to amplify the voices of First Nations people. And we also do so by being honest with our family and our friends. Um, We can also, you know, by Native this holiday season, we can work to lift up uh, positive representations of Native people. We can celebrate our families and show them the ways in which we appreciate them and are grateful for their contributions. So as we move forward and have this conversation, we make an attempt to reclaim um, everything that's great about being grateful and, and you know, approaching life with an attitude of gratitude. Today, I'm, in, I'm delighted to be joined by three guests to talk about gratitude, how they practice it in their individual lives, even as they push themselves to be better. My guests today are Gillian Bell, the founder and director of the Urban Yoga Foundation. And of course, she's no stranger to this podcast. You all have heard from her time and time again. I'm also really excited today to be uh, joined by um, Amanda Choi, and Amanda is an assistant treasurer at United Methodist Women. Also happy to have with us today, I think for the first time on the Faith Talks podcast, uh, Heidi Cariega, and Heidi serves in the board of directors for United Methodist Women, and she's currently the finance chair for the organization. So, you know, these are my guests, and as we move into questions, I like to do it big for our guests. And when I say do it big, I want you to know exactly who you're listening to and who you're hearing from. So I'm gonna start by reading um, their bios and I'll read the bio, conduct an interview individually, and then go on to the next person and tell you about how spectacular that person is. 
So our first guest is Gillian Bell. And again, she's the founder and director of the Urban Yoga Foundation. She began practicing yoga and mindfulness in 1994. Um, she did her first meditation with Bunny Whaler and studied the Hatha Ash uh, Tenga tradition with Eddie Stern at Yoga Shala. At that time, as a stressed single mother of one, she began to teach herself and remember how these teachings have always been a part of her life. Now, her passion and her commitment to yoga is something that she's passed on to her daughter, as well as um, the community in which she lives. Gillian, we're so happy to have you back with us today. It's so good to be here, Jennifer. It's so good to be um, what I call home at United Methodist Women. So thank you. You're definitely home. And if I can you know, share with our audience, at the start, I said that I was um, feeling a little bit down today. Seeing your face as well as the face of the other guests really um, lifted my spirits. Mm -hmm. And can you share with us, what is your gratitude practice? Mm. So I was um, actually took some notes on this because I thought it was really timely for so many reasons. And, uh, and I always start the same way. Um, so I want to start this way as well. I just, because we're in community right now, like we're in fellowship, you know, this is the body, this is the church for me. Whenever we come together, the minds come together with a, um, a single focus. And this focus is gratitude. Um, we share in that commitment. So if, if anyone and feels the need, could you just tell me how you're feeling right now? Just one word. I mean, thank you, Jennifer, for sharing how you're feeling. I think it's important. I mean, how do you get to gratitude if you're not present in the experience that you're having right now? Where do you go? Yeah, I need to hear it down, joy, good. Yes, my name is Gillian, G-H-Y-L-I-A-N. Yes, blessed. Yes, to God, content, hopeful. It's really important that we sharing the experience of each other while we're together. And I'm gonna share with you the experience of what I do for my gratitude. I just need 30 seconds of your attention to focus on your breath, to take in a nice deep inhale and notice the sound of the breath. And listen, listen to what the body needs right now. And breathe. And soften. Soften the body. start my day with assessing what is happening in my body. I start my day with stillness and reflection. For me, gratitude is connection. It's connection to the present, the open reception that you have for what you're experiencing in your body right now in your mind. It's knowing I can get past an emotion that holds me hostage. 
gratitude is um, is like a holy man that does not run from disease, a holy person, right? It's it's works like faith. You can't just hold it and have faith. There's there's an action towards faith. Gratitude is that action for me. Gratitude is, I think it was Dr. King that says, we not only need a qualitative change in society, but we need a quantitative change. Gratitude is the quantitative change. So Gillian. Yes. When you think about, you know, we're coming down to the end of 2021. There's so much that's happened in this year. When you think about this year, the past 11 months, mm. what brings you, you know, what makes you smile? Transparency. Truth. Um, we're never given more than we can take. We're always given what we can handle. And that's a really hard space for humanity to be in right now because we're being, um, we've been coddled. We've been moved away from community and connection. And gratitude is connection. It's why we're here. When I think of um, what we've gone through, when I think of what happened with George Floyd and I think of his little girl saying, daddy, you changed the world, you changed the world, my daddy changed the world. And uh, a lot of BIPOC people were exposed. They exposed their hearts. They exposed their emotion. And then the pandemic came. And it's like everybody was caught with their pants down. That people were, people were seen in their truth, but then shut down because something else came through. Gratitude was seeing the truth. And I know this is, is, is hard to see and hear, but gratitude was seeing what we're dealing with. Knowing what we have in our plates, what's in front of us so that we understand how to move forward. I think gratitude is the protector of the soul body. It's, um, it's the inner spirit and essence that makes you smile when nothing else can come through. Gratitude is the first part, yes, of examining prayer. Am I, am I saying that word? I'm looking also at the chat. There's deep wisdom in gratitude that is thanks and that is indigenous. So when we celebrate ourselves, and I am three tribes, Native American, here honoring Lenape land in Harlem, um, Blackfoot, Lumbee, and Cherokee, in gratitude, even in that, is that I found out that I was three, three, three tribes Native American. I only, you know, was told as a child to check your black. And I would always check other. Um, and there's gratitude in that, in learning about who I am. So when I think of where we've come from and where we are today, the only function of the mind to live in is gratitude. 
So for me, gratitude become, becomes a part of like, what is your qualitative practice of gratitude? When we sit in prayer and, and, and bless our food, what is each person really grateful for? Or is the prayer just um, a repetitive notion in our minds to do? Gratitude is an action and a commitment. 13 accounts I had two years ago, I have two United Methodist women being one. I've had to start all over, like so many people. Gratitude is having the two, not thinking about the loss of the others. Gratitude is me honoring that part of myself that understands what's next because I'm still here. Thank you so much um, for, for that. I have one more question for you. When you think about 2022, what are you hoping for? Funding, no. Uh, <laughs> 2022, what am I hoping for? I'm hoping that we're nicer to each other. I'm hoping for um, a deeper wisdom in what this is all about and that we create community and support each other in so many ways that we're able. Yes, and I know it's possible because we've done it before. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And um, someone asked us, is, if this session is being recorded. It is being recorded. So, so yes, you will have an opportunity to hear the beginning if you joined a little bit, um, a little bit late. Um, I guess I do have one final question for you, Gillian. I heard Steve Harvey say once that um, when we think about our lives, that our survival rate for all of our bad days is 100%. Have you ever thought about that? And how do you celebrate your survival? Oh, I celebrate my survival with my um, infinite consciousness. I think in terms of what I could, um, I always think of what I do every day and what I can leave. So I, I, I think in terms of, and I think it's really hard for us to stay in survival mode. I think we need to lean in thriving. I think we need to lean into the, because um, that's gratitude. You know, it's almost like fear blocks blessings. Survival brings you to a fight or flight. When you think of yourselves as thriving, and I think we as a people are thriving because we are finally seeing the truth of who we are and we have an opportunity to grow from there. So I really feel like it's, and that's an indigenous thing as well. It's what we leave behind, you know? Thank you so much. I wanna turn now to our next guest. Our next guest is Heidi Carriega. And Heidi serves in the board of directors for United Methodist Women. She's also the current finance chair for the organization. 
Heidi is also the district administrator in the Wisconsin Conference where she lives. She's a nonprofit and faith-based organization uh, business professional. She has served alongside her husband, Carlos, who is a, um, a, a United Methodist Church pastor for over 22 years. And all of those years, she's been a member of United Methodist Women. Talk about faithfulness, uh, serving in different roles across, you know, throughout that time. Her passion is social justice, advocacy concerning immigration issues since she came to the United States as a young child. Empowering women of all ages is also something that Heidi is very passionate about, um, facilitating and providing a listening ear and also providing tools for growth also um, is very important to Heidi. She also enjoys spending quality time with her family and her priority, uh, this is her priority, it also gives her a sense of wholeness. Heidi and her husband have a 17-year-old daughter, Deidre, and a 14-year-old, um, Ewan. Heidi, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, thank you for having me. And this is my second time, by the way. Okay, well, nice to see you. <laughs> So um, Heidi, what's your, can you talk to us about your gratitude practice? Yes, of course. Um, I think gratitude practice is not only a practice, I think it's an attitude. Um, you have to ha have that mindset of being grateful for the little things, like the birds that sing and the sky. Um, and I also offer prayers of gratitude. Um, usually there's prayers of intercession or petitions, but a prayer of gratitude is completely different because you are not only just asking for something from God, but you are just thanking him of all the things that he's provided for you. And there's endless, there's an endless list of gratitude towards God. And of course, um, other than prayer is the scripture. And um, uh, I also like to run and walk uh, in the summer. I'm in Wisconsin, so it's, it's a bit chilly outside, but I have learned to meditate, especially during the pandemic. I've had more time to uh, be outside with myself. Uh, I think of it as a time of reflection, time where the phone is not ringing, the kids are not asking or the husband are, are not asking for something uh, or you know office things. It's just a time for myself and just meditate and appreciate, like I said, the birds singing, the trees, the sky. Um, being mindful that no matter what I'm going through, no matter what we're going through, it's important to be grateful. I also started a prayer journal uh, and uh, not only writing what's going on in my life, but also writing those things that I'm grateful for. And maybe going back a month or two from now and maybe those, those things have uh, changed or there are more things on the list that I can uh, write down. So just having a physical, um, read of those things that I'm grateful for. So that those are a few practices of my gratitude towards God. You're muted. 
Heidi, I happened to pick up a journal that I started in 2016. And I had, I wrote in it in 2016, 2017, a little bit in 2018, and then I put it down. And I didn't realize how old that journal was. And I picked it up and I looked at where I was and how I was feeling and the things that were on my mind at that time. And then I looked at how much progress had been made in just a few short years. And it, it brought a smile to my face. And it was something that, you know, I forgot some of the entries. I totally forgot that I wrote about but I felt so grateful skimming through those pages. And I have to admit, you know, I don't journal often, but man, looking back at that period, it really, it really made me happy. Yes. Going back, uh, I think it's really important. So we, we can be aware of, or what, just simply what God has done <laughs> in our lives and uh, gives us more awareness of ourselves and uh, the things that, uh, are happening in our lives that may have changed. And yeah. uh, that's truly a blessing in itself. So in, in what you said just now, or, or a few moments ago, I heard you saying that, you know, we should give thanks at all times. How do we give thanks? And how do we, you know, show or find and express gratitude when it seems like nothing is going right? When it seems like we're in one of those seasons and it's one problem after another, and I think that most people on this call can relate to having had a season where it feels like if it's not the dog, it's the kids. If it's not the kids, it's the house. If it's not the house, it's the job. Sometimes all those things at once. How in those moments do we anchor ourselves in gratitude? That's, that's, that, there's your answer. You anchor yourself. You anchor yourself. You have to believe that God is working through it. You just have to believe that God is doing miracles, even though we can't see them. And as soon as we focus on the scriptures, I, I really think that your mindset focuses on God's promises. And um, we stay focused on the word, like in Psalm 107.1, it says, say, uh, I'll give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercies endure forever, forever. Right. Not just, not just today or yesterday, but forever. So if we anchor ourselves in gratitude and have that attitude, like I said, of, of gratitude, we can really change our focus to whatever is going on in our lives. Do you think that doing that requires like a certain level of self-talk? Oh, definitely. And discipline. And discipline. Discipline, definitely. We, we have to be um, disciplined. And um, I, I love uh, Galian. Is that your name? Yes. Galian's uh, practice. Just starting off her day in meditation and being self-aware. I think that that is wonderful. And that is just an example of many on how we can have that mindset and discipline and just have that routine of a uh, self-practice and gratitude. Now, when I was reading your bio um, to the audience, one thing that stuck with me is your commitment to women and girls. Not that that should be a surprise. You're connected with United Methodist Women but also the passion that comes from this work. 
Is this something that makes you feel grateful? Almost definitely. Yeah. And when you serve, uh, makes me feel so satisfied that I help someone else, that I listen to someone that is going to a crisis. Uh, being a pastor's wife, um, m- most of the women <laughs> always have more confidence to come to, to me. And um, they just cry themselves out, pour their hearts. And that is such a privilege. And I just give thanks to God for giving me that opportunity. And I feel so grateful. Um, Leslie said in the chat feature that she sings songs of Thanksgiving and praise throughout the day. And, you know, to Leslie and to our our audience, I've noticed that when I have um, my gospel music playing throughout the day, it changes the atmosphere in the entire house. When I go to bed listening to um, meditation music, I wake up happy, you know, I wake up feeling good and settled. So, Leslie, I thank you for just mentioning just the power of um, of singing songs of thanksgiving and praise throughout the day. And Heidi, I guess I have um, just a couple more questions for you. As you think about this year and you think about, you know, the opportunities, the rooms that God has allowed you to enter, the people who God has allowed you to interact with, um, what groups or what work are you thankful for? Yes. Um... My group, the group that I'm thankful for is my sisters in my local unit. And I know some of them are here uh, listening in. Um, We have a group text and we are constantly sharing prayers. Uh, They lift me up. I lift them up. At least I try to. Um, And um, they're the ones that are there uh, for my daily, daily needs, I would say. Uh, Some of them sent me a soup for lunch, or we um, share prayers and concerns. Um, These ladies are active in my daily life, and I'm grateful for them. And when you think about um, 2022, what are you hoping for? I hope that all of us can start a gratitude journal. Uh, If anyone can join me and to trying to uh, do that, not every day, but um, we can um, change our mindset of gratitude versus uh, survival, like uh, it was previously said. Um, If we are grateful for the things that God has given us and provided to us, and we can put them on paper, I believe that our we're going to be happier, just happier people. We're going to have hope in the future. And so I hope that all of us can start a journal and, um, and just be blessed. I hope that, of course, I hope that the pandemic will end sometime soon. And I hope that we can all come back to church and gather. We can all come back to doing the fundraisers that we love for mission. And we can continue working for women, children, and youth. Uh, Angela Sills said that a warm mug of tea and, um, well, I lost it, you know, we, the, the chat moves so fast, but a, a warm mug of tea surrounding ourselves with godly women. I love that. 
Um, so my final question, Heidi, is when you talk about a prayer journal or a, um, a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. journal, it's, it's no asking. It's simply what we're, what we're grateful for. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And like I said, the, the, the list can go on and, and on and on. Um, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for being in a country that uh, has all kinds of opportunities for me. Um, I'm grateful just to do, be able to do ministry and to serve. And the more you serve, the more you find out that you are most grateful. And if, if we could yeah. just take a moment for the 299 people who are on this call, if you will commit to um, starting a gratitude journal, and if you have one and, and you're saying, listen, Jennifer, I have one, I don't want to tell anybody, but I haven't written in it for six months, <laughs> if you commit to pulling out that gratitude journal or going to get one and trying to write in it, just um, if you'll just put that in the chat feature. Okay, Mercedes was the first person. And while you're doing that, um, again, the question is, if you will commit to writing in or creating a gratitude journal or going back to the one that you have and working on it, just say yes or put that in the chat feature. While you're doing that, Heidi also mentioned a prayer box. And I heard about this concept of a prayer box a couple months ago. And so um, I ordered and I got one for me and I got one for my daughter. And uh, I haven't been great <laughs> about putting my prayers in here, at least for me, I've done it with my daughter. And it feels so good to just write something down, get it off of your heart, and then to take this box and lift this box up to God and to ask God to help us. And so I'm going to commit to doing better about putting my prayers in here and also the gratitude, the gratitude journal. Heidi, thank you for being with us. I'm going to go to my next guest, but of course, when we get to the question and answer session, I will bring you back. And you started a movement here. <laughs> a lot of people saying that they're going to do it. So <laughs> you've, you've had, um, you've already, you're, you're having an impact. So our next guest, and keep putting in if, you, if you'll commit to working on your gratitude journal, Our next guest is Amanda Choi, and she's an assistant treasurer at United Methodist Women. Her focus is on grants, scholarships, and endowments. Before she began working with grants and scholarships, she served as a program staff liaison to national mission institutions. She's worked for United Methodist Women for 15 years and has over 25 years of experience in nonprofit management and resource development. She is grateful for the opportunity to be a part of United Methodist Women's mission to serve women, children, and youth. And before I ask Amanda my next question, I just want to say that I'm so grateful for for women like Amanda and Heidi and um, and Gillian who who make a decision to serve and then stay with it 15 years. So um, just kudos, you know, kudos on that, Amanda. But let me ask you, What's your gratitude practice? Well, I'm going to start by saying I'm going to commit to the journal (laughs) for Heidi. And Heidi's our fearless leader of our finance committee. So it's good to be here with Heidi and and Gillian, who has led many a yoga session for UMW. Um, My true confession, though, (laughs) is that I'm not always the best 
at disciplined practice. Um, I feel like I'm a grateful person, but I also tend to get a little distracted. Um, so, but as I was thinking about this question that you nicely gave us in advance was that um, what's really helped me with um, remembering to be grateful is a bedtime routine with my kids. Uh, every night uh, we say a prayer that's a little bit more like a grace. Um, and we focus on all the things in our lives uh, that we're grateful for. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> uh, most of the time it's, uh, you know, family and friends and our home, all the things that we're grateful for. Um, so uh, something that really started with my desire to get my kids to go to sleep sooner than later um, has really become an important uh, daily opportunity uh, to voice all the blessings in, in our life as a family. I love that. You thought it was for them, but it was, you know, God was, God was uh, just getting you into it. So that's, that's excellent. Um, Amanda, when you think about the past year, and I say the past year because we're almost at the end of 2021, what are you grateful for? Well, there's many things. And of course, I'll start by saying my, my friends and family. Um, I'm very grateful that my kids are back in school full time, no longer on Zoom. <laughs> I'm grateful that I work for an organization that was extremely understanding um, through the pad, the beginning of this year and last. So when, while my kids were on Zoom and I might have to leave a meeting or they'd bust in, there, there was lots of understanding and even enjoyment from my colleagues. I'm grateful for that. And um, and as Jennifer, as you mentioned in my bio, I'm grateful uh, to be working for an organization, to have an, a job that I'm paid for, that I can put my faith uh, into action every day. Um, always grateful for that. And I think that is why you stick with UMW for a long time. Lifetime members, lifetime staff, we have a lot of people stay for a very long time. Even, let's talk a little bit about your work at United Methodist Women. Um, so you're in the grant office and is, is, is the grants office celebrating anything in particular? How has the year been? Oh, the year has been a great year. Um, and we've, our main job is, um, as you said, grants and scholarships. And we support our national mission institutions, which is our network of nonprofit organizations. Um, throughout the United States. I'm sure our members here today know a lot about that. Um, I'm particularly excited that this year our scholarships have grown and we've offered close to 140 scholarships uh, to students living all over the world. And these students, they're becoming nurses, teachers, doctors, lawyers, uh, social workers, community organizers. And it's so exciting to know that, um, that we are a part of their journey uh, to become the next leaders uh, in this work. That's great. Um, with the work that you do, you all provided a ton of scholarships and, um, and, and that is wonderful. Do you ever feel that there is more need than resources? And how do you encourage yourself in those moments, if you ever feel like, man, the need is great, but we, don't, we can only do so much. 
Well, I, there's always more need than resources and always more requests than we can fund. Um, and that's part of the nature of nonprofit work. Um, but uh, I stay encouraged by really focusing on the positive. And I think, I think it was Heidi that said something along the lines that you, you just keep continuing to focus on the positive. Some days you might not feel it, but um, you just return to that. But with, with the grant office, it's just, we know that we're doing so much. We hear stories um, from the organizations that just always buoy us up. And uh, so that's the gratitude of knowing that, um, that our grants and scholarships really are making a difference. You know, um, as, as you all, as my guests were talking, um, Gillian and, and Heidi and you, Amanda, about the importance of being grateful at all times, you know, and, and the scriptural mandate for that, this, the scriptural discipline of gratitude for some reason, social media keeps coming to mind. And I feel that um, whenever, I feel like some platforms, they thrive on people being angry and upset and um, just, they get you worked up. And I'm wondering if, if that has been your observation. My observation about social media? Well, um. particularly, particularly, and let me just, let me just tighten this up a little bit. When I think about gratitude, for me, sometimes it is easier to be grateful when I monitor my social media intake. I feel like there's some mm. social media that um, it always puts forth the negative, not enough positive. Well, I definitely agree with that. Um, and especially, um, well, during election seasons, and sometimes I just um, turn it off and don't look too much on it. It's hard because, like, say with Facebook, the community forums are so important to go on and see what's happening. Um, so I think going to the sites that you know are positive, I'll have to do a shameless plug for UMW sites. <laughs> um, we have our prayer calendar site, which you can always go and see the positive work that we're doing. And I will also say that I've noticed that Heidi is doing a, a gratitude practice on Facebook. <laughs> um, I did notice that today and I was wondering if she might mention that, but she's putting a meme, a gratitude meme is it every day, Heidi? So um, it's nice to focus on the, the people that, you know, the friend, the, the real friends that you have and, and would go to their sites and just try to buzz through the negative. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And, you know, when you think about um, 2022, what's on tap for the grants office or even you personally, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to continuing uh, the work that we do every year. I think what in particular, uh, the program that's very exciting to me is um, our, our pilot team work internationally. Um, we're working with UMW groups on the, in the annual conferences um, in the Philippines, in Mozambique, um, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Liberia and um, Sierra Leone. And with we're working with regional missionaries, uh, UMW members there, uh, the women's coordinators and our uh, UMW program staff 
they're all working together to develop economic development programs and and do training around their micro businesses so like say um, raising learning how to raise chickens and then providing eggs and and chicks and then it helps families in the community to learn to open businesses and provide for their families uh, this was a project that started um, with the planning sessions right with the women in in these countries and so and they've decided that this is what they wanted to do and we're supporting that financially um, and so that's what i'm very excited about is seeing seeing that grow and it's a blessing to be to be a blessing you know to, to even have the opportunity to be a part of seeing that work so that has to feel um, gratifying um, my last question for you is, as you think about um, the work that you've done for United Methodist Women, not just this year, but, you know, over the time that you've been with the organization, are there some moments where you felt where you saw the hand of God moving through the work and you felt really, really good about it? I'm sure that happens every day. <sighs> I was going to say, definitely. Um, you know, sometimes with... Um, grants and scholarships, you're reading a lot of applications and it's a lot of paper, you know, re administration. So um, it's really important to focus on the words and um, the stories and really getting to see that and having moments like this and seeing it's so neat to me to see the whim, uh, the feed here with all the all of our wonderful members making comments and participating uh, because um, without our members, we wouldn't have our program. This all would not be possible. And, um, and that really, it's nice to be a part of this community, get out of, well, I know I'm in front of my computer right now, but it feels like, <laughs> it feels like I'm out and about with all the members right now and, and um, celebrating together. So and to, for my part to say, I'm so grateful for all of, of you and knowing that you all have made this difference, so. And I have to piggyback on that. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for United Methodist Women, the, the work that you all do and the impact that you all have in the lives of women and girls and youth and, and also people who see you working and are inspired to work because they of, of your work. And um, as Heidi mentioned, it's a privilege to be able to, to serve. So thank you for that. Well, listen, we, um, we're going to wrap this session, but um, I don't ever want you all to take your work and your ministry and your lives and your impact for granted. God has blessed each of you all and he's situated you where you are so that you can touch certain people. And for that, we should be thankful. Thank you for who you all are in my life. Thank you for who you all are in each other's life. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And our next Faith Talks is on December I think it's December 2nd. It's the first December and in, in, uh, it's the first Thursday in December. <laughs> so we look forward to, um, uh, and don't forget, that's right. Don't forget to, um, to give to Mission Giving on Giving Tuesday, which is right after Thanksgiving. All right. I like that. Can I say one more thing? Of course you can. That's wonderful. Um, I'd like to have and put out gratitude for um, Urban Yoga. We were able to acquire four acres of land in Lanape territory, and we are creating um, a small um, retreat venue for leadership for women like 
you all who do this tremendous amount of work and need a place to reset. So um, the ask is always if you feel the need to lean in and donate for us as well. We really, really feel honored to have that and I'll keep you posted on everything. We have um, Mass Group Architectural Firm who built the uh, Legacy Museum in Birmingham, Alabama, Social Justice Museum, as our architects taking on the goal because they really believe in the mission. So I just want to thank you all for allowing me that time to share things. Yeah, woohoo, thanks be to God. That's right. Thank you. Thanks be to God. Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you so Absolutely. Much. All right. Take care, you all. And you know what? Great. Assembly in May. We're going to do a lot of hugs, okay? <laughs> See you all later.